but we're live, so. Live. I'm gonna oh. buy. It. My live glasses are on now. Oh I, shit! I, I did. I did pick up two games of social distancing today. Lucky. Nah, I'm gonna have to go. Are we actually on? Because I. Yes, I got a beep. Okay. I did not hit save. What a dumbass. Well. On, because I. Yes, I got a beep. Sorry about that. Okay. See, I have a little trimming to do back here. It's okay. We'll figure it out. It's hard to see the back of your head when you're cutting your own hair. What's that like? Do, I mean, do you involve mirrors or magic? No, I just feel. Feel around. Yeah, but now now that I see it in the video, I can go back and cut it a little bit. I could spike it, and then it would look okay. It's covering up the spot that's going bald. Hey, you got to get keeps. Keeps is awesome. Are it's we? Bald guys. I got to break out the chat. Hey, Mr. Peabody, what's up, dude? What's up, Mr. Peabody? Well, how you doing? It's good to see you in the chat. Yeah. It's nice to see you in the chat. Billy Seven. Where's the pop-out chat? There we go. Boom. Now I can see all y'all. What's up? I need another monitor, like, right here where my mic is. Billy Seven asked if he could have one of my white balls. That's... Oh, that's uncalled oh, for. Wow. That's they're amazing. Too, they're the smaller ones, not the big ones. Hmm. That's again. <laughs> oh, crap. Mark, did you put the link to the the songs? Because I did not find them. Um, I'll Let me double check that just a second. Is it on the pagey page? Oh, here. Oh, Sam- my God. The samples are here. Okay, thank you. Oh, there you go. Right, Mark, I just saw your note for what you've been working on. Yes. Huge shout out to the guy that you send your stuff off to because he is he is Ken, awesome. Ken at I Repair Sega. Oh, I love Ken. He very nice guy. Very very good communication uh, in the emails and um, yeah. I mean, I did see. I mean, I he he agreed to work on my Holiseum because it has an audio problem. And it's funny. He he's like, oh, it's probably this one surface-mounted giant CPU thing. And I'm like, eh, you know, so I sent it even faster. But I did say, hey, could you also fix my Moonwalker? And he was like, <laughs> no. But that's okay. He said he used, when he worked at Sega, he actually would uh, make, uh, a, like, lower techs work on System 32 PCBs, which is fine. Nice. It's like the end job. Any, yeah. If anybody in chat wants to buy a completely broken moonwalker pcb make me an offer what's what's wrong with it won't boot up it's dead i i uh, already did the uh, resurrection kit didn't help there were some pc uh, there were some caps broken off on it didn't help okay and there's a few other chips tm series chips i tried didn't help they sold one at captain's auction the other day how much uh, I'm going to look. Actually, I was watching the machine prices. Mm. I expected with everything going on for them to be not super high. I mean, not like low, but and um, stuff was going for way more than I was. I mean, I just. Oh, hey, wow. Jason, like, tonight when we do what's in the juke, I'd like you to judge it rather than guess. And then if they can't get it, I would like you to guess before I tell everybody what it is. Is that a cool? Wait. Of course. 
All right, and Mark, you'll keep track of scores, right? Yes, I'm in there. And I'll just sit here and make the show look pretty. <laughs> wow. Well. Already failed at my job. Damn it! Oh. <laughs> Self-deprecating humor is the best kind of humor. I'm looking for Moonwalker. God. God. I, do have a, a, I do now own a working six-player X-Men PC. You can convert Shadow Dancer to Moonwalker. Can you? Oh, Shadow Dancer too, huh? Hmm. Hey, what can I convert uh, Lethal Enforcers 2 over to? <laughs> the trash can. I want to make a, an app where Jason Cop answers you when you need a conversion done. <laughs> and it says rub some bacon on it? Yeah, and then you're like, okay, I need a NPN transistor 2N3055 equivalent. Jason Cop will answer you. I, uh... <laughs> I'm oh, no, sorry, tip 35. Tip 35, all right, cool. All right, is that it? Oh, I could be wrong. Well, it's a bottle cap transistor, so the tip's going to be interesting to wire in, but, but you know. Yeah, yeah, it's not, not, not the same format, I suppose. Yeah. Just the tip, though. Package. Just, Just the, the tip. tip. Just the, the tip. Package. Not the whole package. Don't grab it by the package. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man, you know, this hobby is so dirty. Speaking Talk about of Moonwalker, <laughs> just the tip. <laughs> hey buddies in the chat how you doing tonight two grand is what it went for two grand no way yeah uh, i mean there was a goldie that went there was a goldie that sold and i'm like watching i'm like goldies don't normally go for that much right i mean they go for you know they're not cheap but it went for actually that wasn't too bad but with shipping and the fees 750 bucks Problem with captains is it's a twenty percent like surcharge on everything, so two thousand is really twenty four hundred, and then shipping's another hundred to two hundred bucks, and they won't do fastenal, so you've got to go STI. So you're looking at two to three hundred bucks. Is anyone else bored by this story? Because I am bored. Oh, this is when uh, this is when you usually start the show. Oh, okay, all right. <laughs> Let's. <figure laughs> I'm just filling space. <laughs> That's, That's what she said. Live from KOYR Studios in Minneapolis, Minnesota, this is Arcade Radio. Hello, It gets better every week, right? Hello, every and thanks week. for joining. What? Every week. I know. Yes. Hello, and thanks for joining us in the Arcadosphere. This is Season 4, Episode 17 of the Arcade Radio Podcast. Today is Thursday, April 23rd, 2020, and the time is approximately 
7.22 p.m. Central. I'm your host, Adam Tiberius Kirk, and I'm joined by my co-host, Mr. Time Runner Shields and Paradise Arcade Shop proprietor and the 1994 Minor League Baseball MVP, Brian Thurston Howell Armitage III. And joining us tonight, you know him from his catchphrase, What's going on, arcade nerds? Eh, he's our vector expert and unofficial arcade solutions architect. Ladies and gentlemen, oh, excuse me, lady and gentlemen, give it up for Mr. Jason Kopp. <laughs> All right. Studio clap. Hey, man, welcome to the show. Hey. Good to have you on. Well, thanks for having me on, I guess. All right, so we're going to start off with a little bit of, and you know how this all goes, Jason. You've been involved. So this is your second time on the show. We welcome you back. What have you been working on, Jason? Why don't you kick us off with a couple of things and save some for the interview, but, you know. What games have you been working on? Yeah. So I've been working games? on? Well, not much lately. Not much. Um, last thing I worked on that was my own was a Cosmic Chasm PCB. Nice. And that's been a while back now. Two three weeks ago, but I'm um, I'm trying to trying to shift over into like making circuit boards instead. Okay. Um, as believe it or not, I've been neglecting my games. Like I have like uh, three games down in my arcade right now. It's oh. Kind of unheard of. Which games? One or, one or two of them because you stole parts, right? Yeah. yeah well, I I uh, <laughs> it's funny. I was making I was making a prototype for for an Applecone collection board. And I stole like the parts out of one of my Star Wars just to get it going. Uh, so that's that's one game that's down. Um, um, Rip tax Star Wars. Down. Not tax can. Yeah. Oh, I love that game. That is not good. Tax scan should not be down. No. I I have always wanted to play tax scan <laughs> in a Star Wars cockpit cabinet. Like, how cool would that be to sit in there and play that game on that? I don't know. I think be a blast. Someone came over recently to play and, and played my tax scan. Well, let's say a month ago, and they couldn't wrap their mind around why the ship stays still. Like they're, they're turning the spinner and they're like, "It's broke. It's broke." I'm like, no, that's cool. <laughs> you're playing it, dude. You're playing. It. You got it. He's like, it don't work. So <laughs> I guess you got to know what it looks like. I think I think that's one of the like most. I, I saw that game. Like I saw that game in Mame. And it just blew my mind. And I'm like, I have to have this. Like, I don't, like, this is just, this is an amazing, like, then you fly into the screen. I suck at it. I can't get anywhere. But I love it. That is one of the games that I could play. Probably, probably my best playing game. I could play that until I get sick of playing it and just turn it off. Nice. I mean, I could play it for, like, 45 minutes. You wow. Know, an hour or whatever. We're going to have the Arcade Jason Marathon Tax Scan Session. Nice. I like tax scan a lot. I also like War of the Worlds a lot. <laughs> Do you? I hate that game. <clears throat> I, I I have one, but I just the, the game mechanics to me just kind of kind of suck. They're unfair oh. and just I don't know I, slow. Jason, I saw. I'll tell you. I saw the fighting game guys. We had these two professional fighting game guys here. They played that game and they had it like they were playing it better than any classic guy I've ever seen play it. It was hilarious. They're Moving and shooting at the same time, and just—I mean—they were good and I'm not quick at it. I know that. So, you want to get rid of it? <laughs> no, no, but I'll tell you how you easily make one. Well, luckily, I'm—I'm I'm getting a hold. Of, I'll sell me a cabinet. Yeah. You'll sell me a cabinet. But you can. Oh, 
All right, let's talk. Just an armor attack. Yeah. I don't know. I is he you guys? Is he cutting out for you, or you or you can hear him? I can hear him. He said an armor attack cabinet. Maybe it's me. Yeah. Said right. he was going to give it to me, and then I'm going to sell it to you. It's it's just <laughs> you could just get an armor attack PCB and put different ROMs in it to make it play War of the Worlds, and you need a star star castle control panel, and it, and all the holes are in the correct locations for War of the Worlds already. So it's really, I mean, it was a conversion anyways. From the you factory, can, right? So they use Star Castle yeah. cabinets. We can rebuild it. We have the technology. You know, it's a game that I really, I didn't know existed until last year when Brian bought one. And then I, I played it and I love it. I'm going to have one in my Asteroids Deluxe, so I'm probably going to be okay with that. So that'll nice. be fun. Uh, Mark, what have you been working on? Well, as I mentioned before, I sent off my Holoseum PCB to iRepairSega.com, and uh, the audio was sort of clipped and weird, and I can't tell if it was really playing really fast, but it had multiple little issues. Sure. Basically, every time I heard audio, it was like, what is it? What is it? And I was like, at first I thought, is that Japanese? And it was not Japanese. No. <laughs> <laughs> Does that, got a, does that have a Yamaha chipset on it? What is that? It does. Uh, that's the synthesizer, I think. Yeah. The the other one is a Sega custom okay. uh, I have, surface mount. I have a lot of extra of those Yamahas. Interesting. I is, think that actually worked because the, the those kind of effects continued Well, versus the, uh, I guess, the recordings of the audio. Was, what is it? So, let's see how that goes. Um, I got my Pong uh, monitor in the mail today, oh. which is an Apple, the Apple Monochrome monitor. Uh, but that Pong PCB is a little weird. It's it's a little bit. It's sending video that's a little bit too far off. So I need to figure out how to adjust the width. I tried doing it on the monitor, and then the scoring is a little weird. But there's like 40 chips on that thing. It should be pretty easy. And last but not least, I got the audio in kicks working again. It turned out I had a, just a loose uh, crack on a header, as usual. And um, I went ahead and did some triple thick of the marquee and the, and the bezel. <laughs> I thought you were going to say, I triple thick the header, and now I have no yes. sound. <laughs> yeah, I was like, if I just triple thick this chip... <laughs> That'll help. Or, you know, that'll take the cracks out of the uh, solder, right? So I did not do that. But, uh, you know, I, I put in some warm LEDs, and, and now it's totally beautiful. And and, and, I, and I'm and i very bad at it. I need to, like, get better. So that's what I'm doing. Oh, uh, Andy Baldwin. <laughs> that's Andy Baldwin. He says, Adam's hair is getting darker. It looks like he's ripening. <laughs> it's like a tomato. He's a he's a regular comedian. That guy. <laughs> we'll see how he does on What's in the Juke tonight. <laughs> <laughs> oh, he's gonna do well. It's Andy Baldwin. Man, Natropolis just said that Star Wars in his area was for sale for twenty four hundred dollars. Not working. Yeah, that's kind of crazy. Tons of money. Yeah, I have one that's working, and I love it. Right. How much hey, did you pay? Uh, six hundred bucks. What? I bought one for four hundred. Yeah, I bought mine for too much money when I bought it, but now I'm glad I did. Nice. It broke uh a week after I bought it. Oh. The sixty one hundred. No, the well, the sixty one hundred needed rebuilding too, but 
That's a different story. That that came later. Yes. <laughs> yes. Uh, yeah, it did break. It's a, but but the board said actually, and I've talked about this maybe on an episode years ago. But the my board set, the original board set for that doesn't have any stars or Tie Fighters anymore. So the game boots and it and it goes into the game, and you can you can select your level. But then as soon as you start playing, there's nothing to shoot. So. Uh. You can never pass the first level, first of all. So, so you just fly around. It's what does test mode have to say about that? What's what test mode? Oh, um, well, you know, it was seven years ago when I when I bought a new board set for it. Uh, I still have it. Uh, there was a, I think there's a math box problem. I I can't remember. I think I, I documented it somewhere, but. Uh, I was considering sending them to Eugene Mosh. Um, oh yeah, Eugene's a good guy. But I asked him if he repaired those, and he's well, I, he hasn't done them, and so I'm, I'm hesitant. Decades. Yeah, Jason, do you repair that kind of stuff? If you want me to, I'll fix. It. But uh, just don't don't make him fix a battle zone. That's what I know. So I bought <laughs> I bought a new AVG for it, and I tried doing some troubleshooting, and I replaced the proms, and then I uh, you know just kind of shotgunning stuff. I, re- I remember this, but I also bought the Vector Labs uh, Mark One uh, kit for it. Uh, I say that because he has uh, new pieces for it that that'll you know. But anyway, it's the one where you can press the two buttons at the same time and switch to Empire Strikes Back. The the board I have in my machine right now is a clay go, clay cowgill special, so it has the all the fine wires and the switch inside to change it. I like that one best. Do you really? Why? Is there? Victor Lab has a glitch where if it runs for so long, it'll freeze, and oh. I sure as hell don't like that vector monitor to freeze. No. Really, that's interesting. That's well, now I'm going to sell my Vector Labs kit and keep my clay cowbungal boards, I guess. But I have actually two board sets. One is completely dead. Um, and that one is going to require a lot more help. I'm pretty sure it's the CPU board. Brian and I plugged it into his Atari, what do you call that thing? Pat 9000. Pat 9000. So, yeah, anyway. I, that's not what I'm working on. I, I actually, uh, I don't know, I haven't talked about my journey in a while because I, I haven't wanted to bring it up. Oh my God! The reason why is because um, the last time I brought the the last time I touched the thing, Brian. Well, there was a lot of strife going on here. So th- this is what about a month and a half ago. Two months. Okay. Two months. Brian and I are moving the journey in, and he says, "Hey, was that there?" And I look, and there is a scratch, like about four and a half, five inches long, on the side of the cabinet. On my very expensive paint job. And I didn't notice it right away, but the scratch extended to a different part of the cabinet. But since I had it painted with auto paint and it's clear coat, I bought a buffer and some McGuire's and I buffed it out in about two minutes last week, which was freaking cool. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and I, I, rec- I recorded a video and I'm going to put it up on the on our Facebook page. So that was really awesome. Uh, I'm also working on a, a jukebox that's up in my living room right now. It's a uh, Row AMI MM1. The amplifier is toast on it. Uh, I did a little bit of basic troubleshooting. No sound coming out of it whatsoever. Uh, but from the transformers to the uh, bridge rectifier and into two 
three amp fuses. Um, the bridge rectifier is a weird one. It's an SBAC2 that downsteps this huge voltage to one volt and three amps, which I've, is crazy. So um, the forward voltage on is one volt, three amps. Anyway, I I, I replace I decided that I'd replace that part because it was from 1967, and the chances are that went, went would go out. The sound came back, so now I've got other issues: a low hum, and one of the channels isn't quite working. I think the power transistors are dead, but there isn't a single freaking manual about this jukes box anywhere online. You have to buy it, so I'm gonna have to pay somebody to get the actual freaking catalog for this. So, <laughs> did you hear Chewy back there? She can't make it past the vacuum cleaner. She's she a little upset. She's only got one Kirk AA battery in her in her thing. Yeah, her head right. I so. <laughs> Yeah, it's terrible. Anyway, so I'm just working on the juke, and I'm working on um, I worked on buffing out Journey, but that's basically. It. And then I played Tempest a bunch, which was fun. That's nice. Uh, Brian, what are you working on? I did a. I actually picked up two games today. <clears throat> so I had I did we did some social distancing, except for I handed the money over. Right. Um, but uh, yeah, I picked up a Congo Bongo and a Jungle King. Ooh. So. Yeah, two kind of just cabinets don't come up too often. Evidently, this like lady's mother's boyfriend was cl- they're cleaning out his garage, and there was just like this, like just eclectic collection of stuff everywhere. And one, two of the things were arcade cabinets. Aside from that, what I, I'm not really working on much. I got like everything is kind of functioning right now. I should get onto my soundboard for my joust, which I haven't. Or I really need to get that fixed. But yeah, I've been just kind of chilling. I need some work. Oh, is that your multi kit? Yeah, I, I went to go put it into the multi kit and it's stuck. So that's also going to a guy in Dallas. I forget his name, but whatever. I'm going to send all of my um, Taito boards. Like I have three sets, so they're all going to him. And I'm like, make all of them work. I will. I will say. So the one thing that I've done, and I probably shouldn't publish publicize this too much, but Ken is such an awesome guy. I send him all of my Naomi systems. And we have a bunch of Naomi systems because of the fighting game guys. Uh-huh. And evidently, he's never received 14 Naomi's at the same time. I, I don't understand why. I mean, that seems like a logical thing to ship 14 of them at once to me. But so we, <laughs> but he um, he is really nice about his, like, uh, he sets up and he basically gives us a really good deal when we send him multiple sets of the same board. Uh, but I've been using him for, like, eight years, nine years now. I mean, he, mm. it's just, and I mean, on top of that with the, what are they? Chihiro systems. I was talking to him about those and he's telling me all these problems. They're like the, the windows version. They're like the Xbox version of the Naomi. And he basically was telling me, well, there's this, this, and this go wrong with them. You know what? Just get one, have your tech guy call me. I'll walk him through all the fixes to bulletproof it. You guys can just do it. You never need to ship them to me. Oh man. I mean, that's, he's just like the nice guy. So what I usually do is I send him a bunch of stuff and I tell him, I'm like, fix what you can, whatever you can't fix, just keep for parts. Like, I don't, I don't need it back. You just, right. whatever's right. left over, scrap it, bring it, I keep see. it. So anyways. Nice. That's cool. But that, and I'm just selling a, a, a zap and a Omega race cavalry. No, 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 no. <laughs> 
I think I'm just going to fly into Minnesota and get a small truck and just drive them back. But you tell me how to ship them. We'll ship them. We're just shut down on Fastenal right now. Everything's cold. Well, what do you like besides Fastenal? I don't care. You don't they're care? All, they're literally all right by the door. They're, they're like... <laughs> they're by the door. Yeah, they're I've ready to go. Seen... Okay, fine. They're on uh, our little loading dock ramp. Like, we can, like, put them in the back of a truck. Okay, fine. I'll, I'll, I'll find somebody. We'll do it. Whoever you want. <laughs> Good. Steven. That is me, I think. Um, yeah. The, what was that? Uh, what? I don't know. I, heard, I thought I heard Nolan. Did you guys hear? I heard Nolan. I did hear Nolan. For yeah, just yeah. like a second. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so from hack. Oh, some from hackaday.com. 3D print your way to a bar top arcade cabinet. Custom arcade machines have always been a fairly common project in the hacker and maker circles, but. They've really taken off with the advent of the Raspberry Pi and turnkey controller kits. So with the uh, internals neatly sorted, the only thing you really need to figure out is the cabinet itself. Unfortunately, that's often the trickiest part. So without proper woodworking tools or ideally a CNC router, it can be tough. And um, so at least to produce a decent looking cabinet out out of the traditional stuff. But if you're willing to leave the wood cabinet behind... Garrett Gazik. Is that his real name? Garrett Gazik? It is. What a weird... Yeah, his parents were cruel. <laughs> he might have a solution for you. This bar top arcade, which he calls the Simply Retro uh, D8, uses a fully 3D printed cabinet. He's gone through the trouble of designing so there are no visible screw holes. So it looks like the whole thing uh, was hewn from a chunk of pure synthwave. So <laughs> that's, <laughs> wow. That's a beautiful line right there. I know. So it looks like the whole thing was hewn from a chunk of pure synthwave. Yes. So he notes that this can make uh, the assembly somewhat tricky in a few spots, but we think it's a worthy compromise. Given the the squat profile of a Simply Retro, the internals are packed in a bit tighter than mm, you might be accustomed to, seeing in an arcade build anyway, but there's still more than enough room for the Raspberry Pi, or probably a Pi Zero. So 8-inch touchscreen, HDMI panel, and all of the controls to keep things as neat as possible. Garrett even added integrated zip uh, zip tie mount points, which is, that's pretty awesome, right? Like, you don't have to have a little clip in there or a screw. It's just there already. So nice. a worthwhile CAD tip that's certainly not limited to arcade cabinets. Giving advice. As, as you know, I mean, that's he's just giving us advice on you know, if you're going to create a, a, a CAD drawing for a, an arcade cabinet, include zip tie joints, right? That's <laughs> important. So, Garrett has included not only the STL files for this design, but also the Fusion 360 archive. Should you want to make any modifications, there's also a, a complete bill of materials as well as the detailed instructions on how to pull it all together. And if you've ever wanted your own arcade machine but felt a bit overwhelmed about figuring out all the nuances on your own, the Simply Retro could be the project you've been waiting for. Noise. Yeah. Uh, there's one more here from GoNintendo.com, uh, arca- the Arcade Archives. Uh, four Data East games are being added to the lineup, including Burger Time. That's right. Hamster has announced that four Data East 
are being added to the Arcade Archives lineup. This uh, The game in question are the 1982 Burger Time, the racing game Burnin' Rubber. I don't remember that. Is that like a... I don't either. Is that like a bump and jump game? Um, then there's a beat-up... A beat 'em up uh, trio, the punch, uh, never forget me, nineteen eighty nine, and then nineteen eighty six vertical, vertically scrolling shoot 'em up, Darwin forty seventy eight. Seems a little derivative, doesn't it? Mm. 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 Arcade Archives is a series of emulated arcade games from the nineteen eighties and nineteen nineties for the PlayStation four, Xbox one, Microsoft Windows, and the Nintendo Switch, published by Hamster Corporation. Thanks for listening on that little bit and i think the next segment is going to be really fun tonight i don't know about you guys yes yeah right i was just looking over so the uh i will make one comment about the d8 okay please if you do this use better buttons than they show oh, oh. and where can you get, get those buttons brian well you can get them at paradise arcade shop but you can get them a lot of places <laughs> they show the no they show where? the <laughs> <laughs> I only buy my buttons. I only buy my buttons from Paradise yeah. Arcade Shop. I got a screwed up button on my Coliseum, but I'm going to hell Paradise Arcade Shop because they have candy. <laughs> Paradise Arcade Shop, get your buttons there. So, so they show these Chinese buttons in here that are just quite honestly terrible. That's racist. I mean, they're they're just awful. That's racist. So, no, the China made buttons. Chinese made. What do you want to call it? Are they full Anyways, of COVID? What's that? Are they full of yeah, COVID? Yeah, they're, 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 they're COVID buttons. <laughs> but um, <laughs> yeah, it's just. And then I was going to ask you guys, what do you think about? Because all this three D printed stuff now, the texture drives me nuts on. Like I yeah. like. You might need to sand it a little bit, but if you're not going to get up close to it, it doesn't really matter. Yeah, but you're playing an arcade game. Oh, I mean, hopefully, it's not a six-foot separation Oops. deal. I think I think Brian just went Irish. Oh, yeah, but you're playing an arcade game. You have, oh, your head's like an orange on a toothpick. <laughs> look at his giant head on his pillow. <laughs> We've got a Piper Dune. We've got a Piper Dune. Uh, all right, let's get on with the next segment. Back in 82... I used to be able to throw a pigskin quarter mile. Back, back to the cave with, with Time Runner. Why are things so heavy in the future? Is there a problem with the Earth's gravitational pull? That's right, Doc. What's going on in the arcade back here in the cave? Uh, well, as anyone who attended arcades in the 1980s can attest, musician Christopher Karras is certainly one of the, the songsters whose music was played regularly there. Did you know Chris won an Academy Award in 1981 for Arthur's theme actually called The Best That You Can Do? Great song. It is a good song. It is. I love it. In fact, Adam was supposed to attend a Christopher Cross concert just this past weekend, right? Yeah, it was. Yeah. Well, but for obvious reasons, concert was canceled. Uh, Even worse, Chris recently contracted COVID-19 and is temporarily paralyzed yeah. Yikes! Yeah, it was. So, so this we're is keeping like, multiple candles lit. Uh, that's yeah, me too. You know, this was his 40th anniversary of his self-titled album, which he won three Grammys for. I think best art, best new artist, best uh, album, and best song. Which th- that hasn't ever happened until this year. Uh, Billy B- Eilish uh, accomplished that. So that's uh, that's pretty cool. The guy's a, an amazing songwriter. 
Ride Like the Wind, awesome song. That's really sad. <laughs> Do you have any uh, favorite songs you can uh, play for us right now, just for like a little, huh. little sample? I could probably do that. I mean, uh, yeah, let's so, let's sample a little. Owned? Let's see. Yeah, are they so Sony so owned. Uh, they probably are. Right? Well, I don't know. He is touring at uh, Mystic. Was it uh, one of the Treasure Island Casino? So, I I don't know. Maybe, <laughs> maybe uh, would they let him go there? Do they let you do that if you're like a big artist? I don't know. Uh, but here, yeah, let's play a couple of tracks off of this album. <laughs> Um. Yeah. Oh, here we go. Yeah. So. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh huh. This is working. Yeah. So that's right. Like the wind. Um, and then of course you you guys know this song. That's the, probably his biggest hit. Sail away, find tranquility. Oh, the canvas can do miracles. Just you wait and see. Yeah, and, and hey. uh, on this album, Michael McDonald uh, guests uh, as a backup singer. And there's also um, a, a smattering of other good artists. So if you want a, a good listen, uh, pick up Christopher Cross's 1980 album, uh, entitled Christopher Cross. Yeah, and and we're, like I said, we're going to keep some candles lit for Chris. <laughs> and if you uh, if he recovers, you can actually book him for a thirty five thousand dollars from the SME Entertainment <laughs> Group. He could play a concert in your oh, crap. He is on Sony. God, we're going to get banned. <laughs> yeah, well, I'm not a hundred percent sure if that SME is the same, but we'll see. <laughs> it no, is. it's a different SME. Yeah, oh, they got banned yeah. too. This one so uh, has to do with sadomasochism. Sorry. Oh, <laughs> so right. So oh, I guess that leaves me with one question for you, Adam. Yeah. What's in the juke? What's in the juke? You know what's nice. funny is the best comment during that last segment was Jeff Mormon says, I feel like we should be shopping at JCPenney. <laughs> yeah, hello. <laughs> like, oh, oh how the hell do we play this game, Mark? Well, today's gonna be a little bit different. Okay. Where you're gonna you're gonna hear a sample of something and you're gonna guess the game. All right. And the producer of the game. So the the company that made the game, the company that made the game, okay. correct. And uh, we'll we'll be pretty lenient on that because some games are licensed, and we'll sure. pretty much work with you there. So how much if do you, you get if you get like the name of the game? The name of the game, if you can get that, that's a half point. Half point. Okay. What if you get the and name if, and the manufacturer? Yes, I think that you're doing you're doing well. You could just do this yourself. Full point. <laughs> All right, you get a full point. Nice. So, Great. Uh, so if you don't know it, fight it out. <laughs> oh yeah, we forgot about that. Now, uh, yeah, we know about the fighting side. Okay, so anyway, you guys know the rules. This is normally uh, pop music, but tonight you are going to be listening to samples of music. Uh, this ought to be good. Um, let me. I'm going to do and something. Right. I participate in this. I'm sorry. What? 
Can Jason participate in this? Oh, Jason, uh, how about we do this? I think if you should. Not, if that's totally fine, but I, you know, I have. Well, to here's the thing: you've got a you've got a seven second advantage. So okay, if, then it, Jason would Jason would have to turn off this live audio and then turn yeah. on. He could his, you uh, could YouTube. participate if you want to participate on your chat um, over there, um, but I, will, I, 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 I was thinking it. maybe you should judge, <laughs> and then. If we have, if somebody can't get it, you can say, uh, "This is obviously blah blah blah," because I think you'll get it. Okay, I'll do that. All right, so uh, let me dump these into here because you know, what's I went, funny is I thought nobody was chatting tonight, and I, my pop-out chat's been frozen for like four minutes. <laughs> I've got <laughs> that's, that's pretty funny and sad. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Andy Ballman says we should have a claw Kickstarter to get a Christopher Cross concert. That'd be kind of cool, actually. Yeah. Um, and he does have... Can play. I know he has at least... I would have to be wearing pants to change my pants. Thank you very much. Oh, no. Oh. oh. Yeah, Brian's outfit does not change from week to week. It's pretty much the same. Of course, I... I don't have my scrubs. I shouldn't talk, but... Um, all right, so I here comes your first... I'm sorry, what? I had real clothes on on Monday. <laughs> Oh, nice. I'm going to play your first clip. Uh, here it comes. Let's see who gets that. Aaron Sanders on the board with the Asteroids. And it is Atari, Andy Baldwin. So they each get a uh, half, point half point for that one. Am I? Is this how we're doing it? Yeah. All right. Now that now that's actually a different asteroids, but which which oh yeah, that is true. Not really asteroids, is it? No, it is not asteroids. We just got correct. We just got schooled here. All right. Well, I'm taking the half point off for Aaron, and Steve Taki pulled out deluxe. Correct. So Steve Taki's on the board with a half point for asteroids deluxe. All right. Half point. That's pretty cool. Uh, there's going to be some serious fighting. I can feel it. We just, I don't know. <laughs> yeah, anytime we have a violation tonight, you got to turn that siren on full blast. Okay, Brian? All right, here comes the next. <laughs> Aaron just said F you. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> He's so mad. Okay. Asteroids he... app, my dad does. <laughs> Nice, Yeti. Nice. <laughs> All right, here comes your next uh, your next track. Ryan Jones is on the board with TaxScan, and all we need is the manufacturer, and that is Sega. Aaron Sanders gets his half point back. All right. Half point. Half point for both of those gentlemen. All right, here comes your next track. This is going to be a tough one. Devo. (laughs) 
<laughs> okay, that one was really hard. Uh, uh, that's what she said. Eh. <laughs> All right, I'm going to defer to our guest, Jason. Do you know what that was? Oh, oh I, I know what it is. You want me to say it? Yep, go ahead. That will be Cosmic Castle. No, it's not. No, I'm sorry, Mitch Havoc. Nope, it's not. I mean, what is it then? I know the sounds. That is Aztrek by Century. Oh, get out. Right. So that that's I that I think that's the toughest one. All right, here here you go. Your next track is That's so crazy. It is. That's a lot going on there. Not Battle Zone, not Defender, not Battle Zone. It's interesting. Not Atari. Not Atari. Oh. Not Midway. By the way, Midway only had one vector game. So no one got it. Uh, no one got it. No, no Brian Jones. Uh, did. Oh wait. No, no, who's Armor Attack right here? Yeah, Brian Jones got it, but who who was it was not and it is Cinematronics. Who guessed Cinematronics first though? Was it Brian? Uh, sober. Yep. So he got a whole point. Full point. Jones. Pulling into first place. Wow. All right. Nice job. That's a tough one. Okay, uh, Ladies and germs, here we go. Oh, yeah. <laughs> we had the creator of this game on our show. Yes, Yeti, it is Battlezone. And we need the name. There we go. Aaron Sanders. Aaron Sanders, half, half point, point, and Yeti gets the other half point. All right, cool. Here comes your next one. Keep in mind, these are all vector arcade games. Steve Taki is correct. That is Atari. And Andy Baldwin is correct. That is uh, Black Widow. Half point. So uh, Steve, Steve Taki with Atari. And yeah, that was Black nice. Widow. Okay, here comes your next one. So, a creature for my amusement. Prepare for battle. <laughs> Who got the first oh. Space Fury? The Annie Ballman got Sega, and then Yeti got Space Fury. Is that what I'm seeing? Yeah. All right. Half point. Half point for both those guys. Yeti, nice job. Annie Ballman, great job on the Sega. All right, here we go. Uh, this one might be a little bit more difficult. Brian Jones, Eliminator is correct. That is a Sega game. Uh, Yeti. Am I? Yo, Yeti, got it. All right. Half point. For both those guys. Okay. Eliminator Gremlin. Uh, Sega Gremlin. Okay. All right, here we go. Is that an actual sound? <laughs> Intergalactic beastie <laughs> so voice. It is super loud. 
but listen to that bass in the beginning. Boom. I think he... Cosmic Chasm. Aaron, do you have a cheat list? What's going on here? Half point. That's awesome. Who got the uh, cinematronics? Full point. Full point. That's got to put Aaron's got to be close to catching up. He's tied. He's tied with Brian Jones for first place. Excellent. Okay, this one is a more familiar one to uh, the masses. Eddie Bowman's got Atari. And Major Havoc. That puts him on the board for another full point. All right. He's in the lead. That's very good, you guys. Major Tom, Casey, you're close. I know Casey's pissed off right now. We're playing video games out, and he wants to guess songs. Oh, poor guy. So we did uh, Asteroids Deluxe. Tax Scan, Aztrak, Armor Attack, Battlezone, Black Widow, Space Fury, Eliminator, Major Havoc, Cosmic Chasm, and here comes your next. Wait, wait, what's the what's the order here? Who's winning? Oh well. Uh, right now, Andy Baldwin's in the lead with two and a half points. Brian Jones and Aaron Sanders are in second with two apiece. Mm-hmm. Third is Yoeti, and then last, but still number one in our hearts, Steve Taki. All right. So you've come to take a cell back. You'll have to fight for it. <laughs> Zector is correct, Yeti. And who is the builder of that both. game? Sega. Yeti got both. All right. Full point for Yeti. Jones on. You know, Brian, how's it feel to come in second twice? Full point. Oh, no. <laughs> All right. Well, we've got our. So, where's the score at? We we have a full point ahead. We got. We have a clear one, two, and three winner yet? Correct. Andy Baldwin and. Well, Andy Baldwin and Yo Eddie are tied. And Brian Jones and Aaron Sanders are tied. Hey, Yo Eddie. Is it Yo Eddie or is it Yeti? Tell us. <laughs> Yeti. Um, okay. Because uh, we'll call you Yo Eddie if you want us to. Um. This the, we have two more. It's Yoetti. Okay. Yoetti, man. That's Andy a red getting the half point. Red Baron. All right. Split Andy it. is on fire here. Half point. We split it up between Andy and Yoetti. We have one left. Uh, this one is going to probably be the, the best one. E- I'm sorry, the, not the best, but the easiest one we've had tonight. Yeah. I've never played this, so I don't know what it sounds like, but I'm pretty sure everybody's going to get it. Well, I here. jumped across a certain spot. Yeah, so. here, we, here we go. Entering sector one point two. <laughs> Donkey Kong Nintendo. No, that's not correct. That's not even close. It's not even a vector game. <laughs> a ripoff. Andy Baldwin is Star Trek and Sega. He gets a full point for that. Full but point. Andy, you're just sweeping up the. Steve got Star Trek. Steve Tucky got Star Trek above him. Oh, he did. Correct. 
Oh, yeah. Also, Thanks for correcting me. Hey, Steve, buddy. Didn't mean to take that half point away from you. He, he also did a. He also put Speed Freak. <laughs> well, thought that counts. Maybe the we winner, should. <laughs> the winner tonight is Andy Baldwin. I like all of the just the, the random names that are in between this. And and somebody guessed Omega Race like every time. Have you guys never played Omega Race? Crying out loud! All right, so we're gonna give away some prizes uh, to the winners. The winner should get like a Steve Zars or Bob Zarzadek recording an outgoing voice message on their phone. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> a thirty-five dollar value. Trust um, me, nobody's gonna want that. <laughs> Not on purpose. Okay, I've got some uh, lapel pins this week. <laughs> Wait, did you see Brian Jones's comment? Maybe I won't give away anything. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I think the Starbucks hair dye is getting to you. Brian Jones uh, noted. Thank you. Uh, yes. You are now disqualified from every what's in the juke. Okay, so we have uh, a few prizes for winners, uh, people that are not named Brian Jones. And um, I've got some lapel pins. Who was first place? That would be Andy Baldwin. Andy Ballman, you get to choose between uh, Tempest, Gauntlet, Pong, Donkey Kong, or Journey. And here are the lapel pins. So I'm holding them up the best I can if you can see them. That's uh, so cool. They're really cool. They're about an uh, inch and a half each, uh, made by Mike Page. Uh, and I got to get him to put his, like, oops, I almost dropped that in my drink. Uh Tempest, of course. Okay, so that's our vector winner for tonight. Okay, who's number two? Yo, Eddie is number two with three points. Okay, Yo, Eddie, uh, you get to choose from the remaining. Uh, and, and could you, Mike? Could you mark down which one he won? So I, I am, of course. Okay, all right. All right. So you 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 have Journey, uh, Gauntlet, uh, Pong, or Donkey Kong. Uh, Yo, Eddie, you get to choose your lapel pin. And then uh, send us your info on the uh, Facebook page. Uh, you can send it me an email or uh, friend me on Facebook and give me your information. My email is adam at arcaderadio.com. All right, so uh, Donkey Kong and our third place winner. Third place winner is, let's see, I'm doing math. Uh, oh, it's a tie between Brian Jones and Aaron Sanders. Well, Brian Jones doesn't win automatically tonight. So Aaron Sanders, you get to pick between the last three. What do you got going here? Pong, uh, Journey, or or uh, or Gauntlet? What's wrong with elevator action? Nothing's wrong with it. I don't know. Journey. Journey. Okay, cool. Yeah, doesn't he have like eight Journey machines? So that makes sense. Okay. So those will be going out. Aaron, I think I have your info, but send it to me anyway. Adam at Arcade Radio or hit me up on my messenger on Facebook. Okay. Uh, that was pretty cool. So thanks for playing. Uh, should we check the voicemail? Yeah. Right. Yeah. I was thinking, you know, we maybe need a jingle for Bob. What would it sound like? Well, let's let's see. Good evening, and welcome to another episode of The Adventures of Bob Zazadek. Thank you for calling 612-548-GAME. This is Arcade Radio. Please leave your message after the tone. Jason Cop, it's your buddy, Bob Zarzadek, <laughs> control panel expert and technician. 
I am no longer a prisoner of the state of Florida. <laughs> hey, let me catch you up on the deep. Uh, first off, I jumped out of that tree. I was sick and tired of oranges. And uh, I was a briefly a castaway on a prison milk truck. Until it finally stopped and I was able to sneak into this here cow pasture. Hey, you know what? I, I get it now. Pasteurize. <laughs> hey, that's pretty cool. Yeah, all these cows are great. They're super friendly. And uh, now that I have all the raw milk I can drink, it's awesome. It's like a, it's like a state fair, but like better. You know? Yeah. So anyway, uh, another shout out uh, to the man, Jason Cox. Okay, Jason, you you rule, dude. And, and, and your wife, she rules too. You're co-rulers. Yeah. So yeah, I'm, uh... Oh, hey. Hey, whoa, whoa, whoa. Oh, hey, this bull really looks mad at me. I, I'm gonna move out of the way here. I have no idea how to do that running of the bull thing. You know, I hear Italy is nice, but uh, and I love pizza. Uh, hey, I gotta go, guys. I'm gonna catch you next week on the Zippity Zip. Or the dick out. Oh, that was a that was a good one. Nice, man. Those That's cows. Good. Did somebody know? <laughs> did somebody make is there those cow noises? Voicemail? Is there another one? I don't know. I hear there is. Uh, let me just check. You know, last week that warden called us. That's right. Oh, he see. wasn't upset. Was he, he he was he. We didn't help him. I wonder. Yeah, I didn't, I never called him back. I didn't either. Brian, did you call him? Oh boy. Oh, uh, that's a bad question. You know I didn't. <laughs> <laughs> hey, there is another voicemail. Let's see what's going on. Uh, yes. Hello, Arcade Radio. Uh, this is Tim. Uh, uh Tim Farmer. Uh, I'm an actual farmer as well, in addition. <laughs> uh, the name is just a coincidence. Uh, but to get to the point of my call, I, I hear you guys know a man by the name of, uh, Zarzadark. Uh, or Zars at right or something like that. Uh, the prison warden sent us a message on next door and I think this Zarza guy might be in my cow pasture making friends with my cows. I can't have that. I'm the only one allowed to be friends with my cows. So this makes me mad. Uh, I need you to get in touch with him, I'm telling him. My cows are already looking at me like I'm a stranger. Well, this is Friends of my cows. <laughs> They're looking at me like I'm a stranger. <laughs> oh boy, that's made I'll me cry. It. It's made me cry. <laughs> oh my god, that was hilarious. Who was that? Thanks for your call, Tim Farmer. Tim Farmer. Tim Farmer. He's he is also a farmer, apparently. <laughs> I'm an actual farmer <laughs> as well. <laughs> oh my god. <sighs> Okay, that was good. <laughs> oh, well, that brings us to the best part of the show, which is... <laughs> oh, such fanfare. Welcome back to the show, Jason Cop. It's good to have you on. 
Thanks for having me. Okay, let's let's get. I gotta say, I had the best description. (laughs) Somebody the other day said to me about Jason that I thought was perfect. Okay, is that he's like the mad scientist of arcade games. Because he's always coming up with some awesome idea, and it's like this, like, look what I can do, and everyone's like, holy shit. Jason's like, well, I mean, this is just obvious. You have this, and then he sits there and draws (laughs) it out. But yeah, I thought that description was perfect. So thank you for everything you do. Arcade games. (laughs) Whereas Wreck-It Ralph is, I'm going to wreck it. You're like, I'm going to fix it. So (laughs) Fix it, Ralph. Fix it, Ralph. So, uh, yeah, uh, tell us a little bit about yourself because we might have some people that don't know who you are. So, Jason, you have a couple of Facebook groups. You have a YouTube thing. Tell us a little bit about about yourself, how you got into this mess. How I got into it? Or, yeah. well, I don't know. Uh, I'm going gray. I'm overweight. <laughs> this is not the newlywed game. <laughs> He's not well groomed. He's an arcade guy. Yeah. <laughs> How did you get into the situation you got into? Well, I ate a lot of food and. Uh... <laughs> What's the what weirdest I, place I you've ever done? It's genetic. It's genetic. In the butt. <laughs> So how'd you get into arcade collecting, first of all? Well, hmm, I guess I, I told, I've told i said this story before on this show. Oh, we might well, want to abbreviate it then. I'm going to say it again, short and sweet. Um, I used to collect, I used to be really big on collecting uh, old computers. Okay. And uh, and I would always clone, like, like these boards. And it, it, it doesn't make sense, but I'd get, like, let's say a Timex Sinclair 1000, and I would take all the chips off and put it on like a breadboard and then see what chips I could substitute if I could substitute anything. And I just reassemble that same board on like a breadboard. Like, ah, oh, look at that. Even though, <laughs> I, even though I didn't make it, it's kind of stupid. But that's just, I really enjoyed that. I, I enjoyed taking something apart and putting it back together so I could see how it worked. And, and it, you know, it, I always enjoyed that. And I had a garage sale where I had like a table with like chips all over the place, just all kinds of random chips. And some guy he says, "Ooh, I need that! I need that! I need that!" And uh, I said, "Do you uh, do you work on old computers?" And he says, "No, I fix arcade machines." And so um, he took me to his warehouse where he had like two hundred and some arcade machines. And at that time, I didn't get it. I I was like, "Yeah, okay, whatever. He, uh, uh, let me see what the circuit board looks like." And, that's, and I was like, oh, look at this circuit board. Whoa, this is big and whatever. And that's what she said. Um, <laughs> oh. but, um, so then he started giving me all these boards, and I would start fixing them. And uh, my first board, my, my first arcade machine was a centipede cocktail that I specifically bought back then to just room it and make it into a test rig. And uh, actually, years later, I put it back together, and I'd like to get it back from the guy I sold it to. But, <laughs> but you know, so I just started fixing circuit boards, and after a while, I got the bug. I was like, wow, I like this artwork, or I like that artwork, or this gameplay is cool, or whatever. Just, you know, how I got into it. That's crazy. That's just crazy. 200 oh, games, you must have been, How do you remember how old you were back then? It was, we're getting close to 20 years ago. Okay, so then, that... 20 years ago, 200 games was a lot of games for one person to have, unless you're an operator. Well, believe it or not, there's a guy 
that I, he, he uh, introduced me to, who to this day still has about 3,000 games. And what? this guy, yeah, 3,000 games. This guy is about 45 minutes away from me. And he's not on the internet. He's not on Facebook. He, he doesn't do claw. He's just some mystery massive collector. <laughs> so everybody just start following Jason for the next two months. <laughs> now there's this like drone net around Jason's property. 45 uh, yeah. minutes. <laughs> Where is there a storage shed big enough for 3000 games? <laughs> yeah. He, he, he actually bought an entire glass company and shut them down and used the, the building. Wow. Wow. It's funny. So needless to say, you got the bug. So what was your first game? Centipede Cocktail. Centipede Cocktail. And then your your second and third games uh, progressively more difficult to fix? Or did you buy your games well, broken? You know what? what? Shortly after that, I got seven uh, space duels for 50 bucks a piece. And some had monitors. and Well, actually, most of them had monitors. And once I got mine working, at that time I didn't know so much. I figured out all oh, that it's that AVG chip, which I didn't know was called AVG yet. And I got one working and so on, I'm like awesome. And so I like gave away all the rest. Hey, you guys want this game? It's pretty cool. So, you know, and and I wish I hadn't done that now because, <laughs> you know, the monitors alone. But uh, yeah, that was like probably my, my next games after that. I got like seven space duels or 50 bucks a piece. Wow. That was the joke back then, right? That a space duel was a was a sixty one hundred carrier. Yeah, right? yeah. It was just the box for a sixty one hundred. <laughs> the funny thing is, I love that game. Really, I, I do too. I do too. I think I remember, I remember my neighbors were complaining. Uh, like I, I used to live in a trailer park back then, <laughs> and I had like the volume cranked up. The neighbors next door were like, Can "You please turn whatever the hell that is down." <laughs> 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 but it is it's an incredibly fun game especially for two people yes i mean you can't really play it with a single person in my opinion you it really needs the two to make it rock yeah but uh that's really mm-hmm. cool so uh obviously you're kind of self-taught and i think we talked about that before let's skip ahead to now um if you want to know more more about the past you can check out the past episode with jason cop on it but let's let's talk a little bit about the projects you're working on right now. Maybe you can show us some of them. Well, uh, the one thing that a lot of people keep talking about is this. It's really the most simplest thing you could think of, but it's a so uh, cool. a Raspberry Pi hat that basically plugs into a full position machine. Um, so far, this almost works. This is the first one. Um, mm-hmm. So far, my issues are. This connector is backwards, and this connector is backwards. So uh, <laughs> that's easy enough to fix. At least they're consistent. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> now, is that a Pi Zero mounted to the board? Yeah. What this does is it it, uh, it plugs into a pole position cabinet, and it will play pole position with a Pi. Emulation. This is not FPGA. FPGA would be better. But this is emulation. Um, and, you know, since you have a Raspberry Pi already built in, you could play other games. You play Cruising Exotica on your pole position cabinet or whatever. Um, but yeah, so far uh, I had a steering issue where I couldn't get the uh, uh, quadrature input to work properly from the steering uh, optos. And uh, I had an issue and I couldn't figure it out. Well, I could have figured it out maybe, but uh, Clay Calgill sent me a schematic of something he already did. He already went down this road and he sent me a schematic, so that's going to be fixed. Um, and the uh, uh, 
code for the microcontroller. I have, I have a buddy doing that. He has that working, but it's not, um, not in my hands yet, his code. So soon, this will be actually 100% working as, as a goofy prototype. So next revision should actually be a working uh, board. So that's Sweet. pretty cool. I gotta give you credit. I mean, if you do a project that has enough attention that Clay shares his schematics with you and says, "Hey, here's what I did." I, I mean, I really, I really do look up to Clay, and it, it's funny because like people ask me questions all the time, and they they think that I'm so smart, and I talk to them, and, and but it remind, but when I talk to Clay, it reminds me of how I talk to the average people. You know what I mean? <laughs> so, like Clay will answer, <laughs> Clay will answer your. It'll answer your question in a specific way to make you come up come to the conclusion on your own. If mm. that makes sense, you know what I mean. Yeah, yeah. And, uh, like a that's, teacher. That, that's how I do all the all the not so smart guys. <laughs> yeah, Clay is such a smart dude. Clay, I'll tell you, like, and, and I mean, on top of being a smart dude, uh, Clay and I had some differences in the past, uh, some stuff that happened. We won't get into that, but you know, he is such a gentleman and. Uh, he and I have conversations once every week or two weeks, and I, just the insight he has and little pieces he have all through projects that I'm working on out in front of him, and he just makes little suggestions. Just a really good guy. I mean, really, really a good guy. And I, I don't think this community realizes how much they owe to him. Oh, yeah. So, but Jason, so this pie position board is, I mean, people are going to have working pole positions. Yeah. Holy shit. <laughs> if you call that working, see, you see, I don't, want, I don't want to cut down my own work here, but, you know, as for me and my pole position, I will always be original. Okay. Like, always remain. But I know there's like a thousand people out there that are like, well, I wish it just worked today. It'd be great. Yeah. So this would be for those guys. And, you know, well, that's it. I, I have best wishes to Adam because I know Adam's been working on an FPGA for a long time. 13 and years. He yeah. Like he was really close for a long time. I, I, I don't know. He was supposed know. to actually send something to Clay, and he never did, which is weird. And so I don't know. I don't know. He's just you know, it's very, it's a social type project for him that he's. By just, the way, it's not Adam Stevens. It's a different Adam. Adam Cortese. <laughs> so I have this prediction that after the your board goes out, Jason, one, we're gonna have the usual like half the arcade community is gonna buy it and they're gonna put it on the closet shelf. It's gonna sit there. Which is fine. We, we have these hardy mentality. But the other thing that's going to happen is people are going to have these like hundreds of pole position cabinets that all they needed fixed was the board, and they put this in and find out, shit, now I need the monitor fixed too. Yeah. <laughs> so I think there's going to be a rush of GO7 and monitor repairs. Optos. They, they used more than the GO7 in that too. They also used the Matsushita 19. Yeah. And the Matsushita is a nice monitor when you yeah. get that thing tuned up. That's a really nice monitor. So – the other thing that I was thinking of, though, is even if you have a pole position, with the frequency of them going down or having issues or having dual ARs that haven't been rebuilt and, 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 and bulletproofed whatnot, but this wouldn't be a bad board to have on hand if you needed to plug it in at a party. Sure. sure. So, boom, your pole position goes down. Bam, you got that thing. You put it in. You could even have it mounted in the cabinet so you could just switch it, you know. But... Yeah. Nor n normally, those pole position cabinets get super hot. It's like a furnace in there, and you open the back door, yep. and you know this like cut all that heat away. Yeah, because you're not you're not you're not pulling off of those ARs so hard and everything. Is it you know, running? It, 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 go ahead. It runs completely on five volts. 
Yeah, Firebolts. Yep. But uh, yeah, did you know Atari, they oversized a fuse for pull position, specifically for specifically for the pull position cabinet. Uh, everywhere else in their in their in their manuals or paperwork, they they say use the correct fuse and so on. They themselves put an oversized fuse inside pull position just to <laughs> just so it wouldn't blow up. So they they were running those uh, ARs to the extreme just to get it to go. You know, I, I like Natropolis's suggestion is you sell this with a, in conjunction with cap kits. <laughs> <laughs> you can have your choice of your your pie pie position board and a Matsushita or a Geo Seven cap kit. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, and by the way, Geo7s have, I don't know why, but the phosphor is so prone to burn in. The Geo7s are always totally hashed. Matsushita is not so much. That game burned the hell out of Geo7s. And and I have a missile command that has the same problem. I think think a lot of people would say, hey, yeah, my Geo7 has a burn-in of whatever game I have in it. Uh, Centipede, I mean, it was... It was burn prone, if you ask me. And Andy I Baldwin see, is. I, I was just about to say that. Andy in the chat was asking uh, how much, and I don't know. But the number I'm going to tell you now is 150. But we'll we'll try to get it way cheaper. Uh, you know, I mean, obviously there is not much research that goes into this. This is actually really this is the easy way out, and and there's not many components on the board. So once I start ordering stuff. It may be cheaper, but let's just, let's say one let's say one fifty. Does now. it just, come? Just does it come with the Pi Zero yeah. on it, or are you going to have that? Have yes, them? yes, it would come with the Pi Zero. So on cool. It. That's a so. And here's where Jason and I actually differ in opinion. Jason says things are incredibly simple, and he and I will talk about things. And I, I the value that he places on his knowledge and insight of things is like, I, I mean, you know, I agree. I, hats off to you, Jason. A lot of credit to you for like supplying the stuff to the community. Because you do, but uh, I mean, I got to be honest. At one fifty for a board that does what you're talking about doing—that that's a steal. I think that's a great deal. If you had a full position, not to buy it. Chatters, tell tell us what you think. One hundred fifty worth it? Tell us. Okay. So, uh, next project. What else are you working on? Oh wait, wait, wait. Can I can I interject one last thing? Yeah. Uh, My question is. How much does it cost for you to have a prototype built? Well, don't tell them. Don't tell us that. No, no, no. I mean, uh, is it? Oh, okay. Well. It's actually super cheap of just just to get the board itself. The right. boards themselves are dirt cheap, but um, so for example, uh, like what I'm thinking of is, uh, is because you actually said this in a post that uh, you know you needed to save up some money so you yeah. can send the next. We're uh, getting prototype. we're, yeah, we're know, getting know, to that. Yeah, I'm not I'm not exactly rich. I'm kind of I'm kind of poor. Uh, right. I quit I quit my job like two years ago, and uh, I intended to try to make money with arcade stuff and. It's not working as well as I thought, but uh, so this is my prototype amplifone board, um, and, and uh, all these components you're talking like seventy five bucks. So sometimes at the end of the week I'm thinking, well, I need to pay the bills or I need to buy the board. So it's not that expensive to prototype something, but it is for me in my situation, I guess. <laughs> well, and then, <laughs> you know I mean? oh, so so I'm gonna add something to this that Brian was talking about too. Uh, so there's value in, in a prototype. A prototype should should have a value on them in and of themselves. If you produce something for, let's just say the board costs you a couple bucks, you know, no big deal. And it has uh, $50 to $75 worth of parts on it. I was just going to guess. 
um, because you don't know, and you're going to have to buy stock probably to, you know, and you have to buy in bulk. So you're going to be putting an investment in there. And then on top of that, you now have labor. So that board that costs you, quote unquote, uh, $45 to make with all the parts and, and, you know, but the labor, you tack that on, let's just say you, you make a decent wage, um, uh, let's say 75000 a year. That's a lot, that's a big number. Uh, but, you know, you have to, so you're talking thirty seven fifty an hour. Okay, so how many hours did it take to put that together, right? That's probably a half a day's work. So now you're talking about, you know, 40, 80, 160 plus the board cost. You're way over already on your prototype, right? Now, if you can mass produce those and you can have some that work done somewhere else, great. Now you can lower the cost of the board, but that thing is still worth more than 160 bucks right out of the right out of the gate. So, uh, you know, people don't realize, I mean, the time that goes into these things, you have to make a wage, you have to put food on your table, you know, and if this is all you're doing, we could, you know, I, there, there are people, Brian, uh, there, there are other people that make this stuff in mass and can, and have an outlet, uh, you know, there's, I'm trying to think of some of the other businesses, you know. Uh, uh, we all arcade shop. We, I was just gonna say shop. we all shop at arcade shop. There's quarter arcade. Yep. There's high score saves. There's paradise Twix. arcade shop. You know all these different outlets, and these people have to make money. So um, I'm not opposed to paying 150 bucks for a board. Um, that, that's a that's a great price for that for that pole position board. Uh, I agree. So so what my point of bringing it up was, uh, I would love to prepay two boards. Which would hopefully fund your next round of corrections, and then uh, you know whatever whatever happens happens for the amplifone. Which boards? Trying to trying to prepay, and I I don't want to hang myself with with like a bunch of prepay and then I don't know die tomorrow or something. I don't. That scares me for some reason. Uh, But I will say this: uh, Brian Armitage with Paradise Arcade Shop. I'm hoping, and we're talking. I think we will uh, sell some of my stuff in his uh, at oh, his nice. in his store, and, and he can and he can help me with, you know, obviously things that'll make him money too. But help him with help me with you know buying parts and so on. Right, uh, distribution. So that's coming in the future soon. Sweet. I made like an account that I can order parts. So well, let's. So money let's, isn't 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 that much of an issue as of lately. Yeah. I got to take advantage of it. Like last but, two uh, days. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, let's. Well, better hurry because Brian's moving to Colorado. Maybe you know. And well, he's not moving. He's he's going to be working. There. He's not. No. Well, I'm moving. I'm moving. It is. It's happening. But we're not stopping things. We're going to keep going. We're going to keep. We're going to keep the party going. Nice. So uh, let's get back to some of your other projects. I want to. We kind of yeah. skimmed over some of them. So we we know about the pipe position. Tell us about that uh, amplifone board. Oh well, I, I that it's you know this is interesting. It's it's not it's an area. It will plug into an amplifone, but it's basically it's basically similar deflection to Wells Gardner sixty four hundred. And I went I went I went with that because the sixty four hundred can handle way higher voltage. In other words, the sixty four hundred can can run in a Sega Vector cabinet. So this, even though it's amplifone, can run under Sega Vector voltages. And still have a perfect picture and so on. So I thought that was I might as well 
go with that. It, so, it's not really a copy. I know a lot of, a lot of people are reproing and they're copying the schematics. These are these are my schematics. These is not. This is you know, and, and, and not that that's even that big of a deal. Anyone can make a, a class A B amplifier. It's not not a big deal. But <laughs> I, know, I just wanted it to. Well, let's let's. This talk is what I love about talking to Jason. He'll yeah. say anybody can make a class A B amplifier. That's okay, not true. Chatters. How yeah. many people in the chat know what an AV amplifier right. is? So <laughs> before we get before we get sidetracked, so we're getting super technical. Can we just can we talk about the games that that would support? What games can you play on the sixty four hundred? What games can you play on the amplifone? Obviously, Star Wars. Oh, I mean, uh, I don't know if I have one here or not. I guess I don't have. Oh wait, I do have one. This would connect to it. This is a uh, a redesigned uh, amplifone high voltage. And you could connect this to it, and or, or you could connect, or you could connect this to a standard amplifone, and this will take dual voltages also. So this this if you really wanted to, if you really wanted to like mutilate your cabinet, you could stuff my goofy amplifone inside a Sega Vector. Any Sega Vector it would work. Right. But so we're talking I, Space also, Fury. We're talking. We're talking Star Trek. We're talking. It would also work in Ataris like Quantum. Uh, Quantum. Yeah. Nice. Aztrak, oh, which is man. the 6400. Major Havoc. So everybody's on the shelf Aztrak boards, because I know we all have extra ones on the shelf. We can now play oh, that. Yeah. You, just have to, you just have to create no, your own Fresno there's lens. Yeah. There's a man by the name of Scott Swayze who's making an FPGA to play Aztrak as we speak. So I'm really, I'm really, I'm, it, I give him like my weekly phone call like please finish this scott, <laughs> scott is one of the, scott is another guy who is like just a genius with this stuff and he's the one who did the uh, major havoc tempest board which for comparison and i know some of the chatter so first of all jason just quickly they're saying 150 dollars is great some people are saying it's a steal um but so the the tempest f tempest major havoc fpga board it's like 750 bucks but it's amazing um, and that's that's one of Swayze's creation. That just seems a little. Uh, does that seem expensive? Seven fifty to anybody else? It seems. Um, I, I actually got his very first prototype because I harassed him. I harassed him like like daily on the club, yeah. and uh, I got his first prototype. And his first prototype was meant to plug into a major havoc harness, so I have that plugged in my dedicated uh, major havoc. <laughs> I uh, yeah I've got a you know what I should put it on this one here because he did it like I mean he did a nice job with it but it's uh, if he gets that as track working oh uh, that's gonna be as wonderful. of now it does work but there's no sound <coughs> I mean seven fifty so, is a lot cheaper than the games you pay for to you know so yeah wait, I, pull up that high voltage section again though Jason now that you're coughing like this is the things that like so this I mean is actually. This is actually, it's just a, a 555A stable oscillator, and which controls a MOSFET that switches a, a 4600 flyback rather than the um, Amplifone flyback. And the re reason I didn't go with Amplifone, because Amplifone has the, the high voltage uh, the, uh, bleh, focus block and the, uh, you know, the little re resistors, or the pots on the side. Yeah, and that. it's really not easy to source it. I mean, it's just like, I mean, the the funny thing to me is this is Jason sits there and he's like, well, you know, I just took this, did this, and I put these together. I mean, it's like I can do that in the kitchen if I'm making like scrambled eggs, right? But past that, 
you know, I took some pepper and I put it in here and then I added some salt and I had scrambled eggs. I mean, he's doing this with vector monitors, right? Things that half the half of us collecting these games can't even fix. And he's like, I just took a little of this, a little of that. We put it together on a board and look, here's a high voltage section. Oh, well, yeah. I mean, Jason's adding avocado and truffle oil and stuff to his eggs. I know. You know, and oh. we're just basically having regular old eggs. I can't, I can't even get the vector eggs to work half the time. <laughs> here's, here's something that I, once again, I, I just posted on Facebook and the same story. I said, I said I don't have any money to buy the parts. So I'm going to buy those parts probably tonight, tomorrow, real soon. But these are these are pretty cool. Now, you're, uh, if you're familiar with Wells Gardner 6100, yep, this is Wells Gardner 6100 uh, replacement. Deflection and board. It also can run at Sega voltages. So we'll see how that goes. I, I gotta see if the first one works or not. So that's and a cha- that's I, the chassis, right? I, I over a lot of stuff. Like for example, this rectifier uh, right here is like way bigger than you need, and I just wanted to oversize everything as much as possible. But sure. this one's kind of this one. I happen to know right now after some thinking, this is not gonna work first try. Not the cinematronic section because I, I forgot about two wires that need to be swapped in the schematic because uh, because the schematic for cinematronics is wrong. But this one's kind of cool. What this what this will do is it's a black and white uh, deflection board, it, and it will it will replace the 19V2000 and the Electro Home, and it'll also run. The 19V2000 high voltage, or the Electro Home high voltage, or the uh, Cinematronics Keltron high voltage box, and and it also will take your inputs from a Cinematronics game. So, in other words, if you want to, you can stick this in your black and white 19V2000 or whatever, and plug a Cinematronics game right up to it. That way, you can run. It. And it, it, it's it's a better circuit than the original Cinematronics, you know. <laughs> oh my gosh! I, does it like all three of our heads are exploding right now? You know, in a way, this whole stay-at-home thing is great because you can't get hit by a truck. (laughs) (laughs) Well, and and I think this is one of the things that, like, I mean, so one of the reasons why I wanted to try and help Jason get these projects done is because I keep seeing him talk about them, and it's like the stuff that comes out of his head is like, I, like I talked to him on the phone and I'm just like, holy shit. And he's like, oh, wait, 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 wait. And then there's this idea I had here and I'm like, we got to get these going. I mean, if not for anything else than like the community, I mean, this is stuff that it just, you know, it's amazing. How many um, guys in the chat need what, what uh, Jason's laying down in some way or form? Do you need the, you know, what piece do you need tonight? Because I, I mean, this is really interesting. I, you know, there's there's a whole bunch of parts out there that need to be replaced and we're obviously you know jason you're obviously working on things that that you needed yourself at some point uh you know that's where it all comes out of self-servicing in some way um no you know so like what's this This, guy this is a, a it's a board that lets you plug a modern DAC into a cinematronics monitor so you can um those those burr brown deck chips that are in the cinematronics monitors are kind of hard to find, and 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 yeah, or or when you do find them, they're like twenty five bucks or, or or higher. But what this will do is it'll let me run like a little one dollar deck chip, as originally meant for uh, VGA, uh, for colors. And <laughs> Brian's like, I want to buy those. We need to make those right now. <laughs> I want to do that because if I ever do or whenever I do make these, they're gonna need 
the old, you know, forty year old Burr Brown chips. But so instead, let's make it something new that'll that'll go in there. You know what I mean? Uh huh. Right. What are you smoking? American Spirit? I mean, what do we got there? Menthols. Camel Menthols. I really, I really shouldn't be. I know. Uh, and on top of that, I got a real bad sore throat, and I'm actually uh, achy, like minor, minor oh. blue symptoms. Oh, oh no! Uh, so Natropolis said he needs a Geo Five something to make his asteroids work without lightning. And uh, <laughs> Richard Ford wants to know if Jason wakes up in the middle of the night with an idea and writes on a matchbook <laughs> while taking a puff. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God! Hey, by the way, I want to say your Facebook uh, video or not your Facebook, your YouTube videos that you do are phenomenal. Yes. Uh, I haven't on top of that for a while now. I know you I haven't, but still, like, if you want to go watch a Jason Cop video, they're amazing. And, and your ability to, I think we should have a challenge right now. I want you to sketch a circuit on air <laughs> of something. <laughs> <laughs> I don't care what it is. Just like uh, the FU circuit for Adam Coyer, but, you know, or whatever it is. But, uh, you know, something like that. But I think, like, whenever you do that on your show, let's let's draw this out. And boom, piece of paper. You just do it on the fly. It's better than a PowerPoint. It's way more personable. I love it. I just love that piece of your, your show. So, Yeah, I haven't, I haven't been on top of it, and I, I kind of feel bad. I need to. I actually have Patreon guys. They're, they're giving me, like, 100 bucks a month, but which isn't much, but that's still really cool, right? That's Thank awesome. you very much. And... And since I haven't done many videos lately, I feel like a piece of crap. <laughs> but I will. Honestly, the longer I go without making a video, the more I can't think of what to make a video about. Yeah. You know what I mean? <laughs> I, don't know, I don't know how to start another video. Well, you know what you do is you take all you take all the here. suggestions for the boards you want to make. So, like, how to make an APB triac board, for example. I know. I will. I will. Um <laughs> No, I'm That's serious. Adam, by the way, Adam wanted that board. It's really super easy, but I just, I just have. It's like a 15 minute job. I'll do it. I'll do it sooner. But I'm not. I'm not worried about that. But what would be cool is if you could like explain how that works because to me that's like an easy thing for a viewer to understand. You know, like power comes in here. These little these little triacs. This is how a triac works. It's like a diode, but it's not. And and then it blinks and it makes the the lights flash and. And like I think you explaining that would be much better than how I just did it. Well, rather rather than a triac, the the board that I made uses a salt state salt state relay, which actually has a triac inside it. Okay. But they actually make these little chips now, where you know you get five volts to one pin and it turns on an AC. And I wanted to go that route because you mentioned you want to put LEDs and triacs need some some some, some sort of current to turn on. Yeah. You just, you know, so it'd be better for the you know, salt state relay instead. Yeah, so or you could go, you could go with mechanical relay too if you wanted. The interest. So I, I I haven't had I haven't asked anybody if they put in LED lights and so the problem is is that LED bulbs when you buy them you know they have a they have a diode in them, so they don't operate the same way that an incandescent does and they often they often have a delay when you turn them on. So when you're if you just put LEDs uh, LED bulbs into your APB. You're going to have some the triac that's supposed to drive that i don't think can drive it I, it may I, not be able to because you need to have some sort of current yeah and i think you'll you'll see that it'll get you might see it flash but it won't be the same or or it might not flash at all so um but that's why i asked you about that piece because i'm like well you know 
I know there's diodes and bulbs. So I'm like half smart. I know I know that you know certain things work certain ways and <laughs> and I just know that I need someone smarter than me to make the part. So you know, it's kind of like I don't know. It's we're all kind of like car guys, you know. We want to soup just, up our cars. Uh we we want our cars to look nice. Some of us are better at doing the exterior work or maybe like you know, reupholstering and then um some of us are better at driving the cars. Uh, and then there's the guys that are like, I know how to get all of the interior lighting in your car not to burn down your car. You know. <laughs> so I just got a text from uh, Jeff from Barcade mm-hmm. saying that he's watching the show playing poker with a bunch of uh, guys from MN. So thanks, Jeff. Jeff, man, thanks. Uh, thanks Jeff. for that centipede, by the way. Uh, centipede Cabaret. Um, he doesn't... <laughs> He doesn't know, but he bought a domain yeah, name for me a oh, while yeah. ago. <laughs> and uh, so, so Jason, what's next on the like? What's next on the horizon here? I mean, you like your mind is it. constantly going on. Grab that. Grab <laughs> that. Hold on. My wife's just out, just right outside. Of camp. Your co-ruler is there. Co-ruler. <laughs> um, this oh. is the first uh, Vectrex uh, prototype. And I actually finally got it, got it to run. I, there was a couple screw-ups I did. Uh, for example, one of these diodes was backwards, and which is the part of the bridge that uh, brings your, your voltage in. Um, and, and also, I found out that the, the DAC chip I, I wanted to use, it needed a, a 5-volt pin, even though the original DAC did not use a 5-volt pin. Um, so anyways, sooner or later, I'm in, I'm in no hurry. I'm kind of, I know it sounds bad, but I kind of like am satisfied that, okay, this works now. <laughs> but, but I need no, to like, no. so make, is that like you're more and you know, so they can be sold but eventually yeah I need a funny fault is, is that um, like the original Vectrex where it has the, the built in game yeah well yes it, it does have the built in game um, but uh, what this what this does is it'll, it can plug into an asteroids uh, harness and it has uh, a, a circuitry to uh, <laughs> flip the image and it also has a vector correction circuit because the um, the op amp that powers the Vectrex deflection board has internal capacitance, and so I have to emulate the internal capacitance to will display correctly on a more linear uh, asteroid. Is, any, is anybody else making the same stupid face I am right now? Like I'm like, <laughs> dude, I want so, that. So Jason, oh my God. can does it play the games in a horizontal format? Because Vectrex is vertical, right? Does yeah, it rotate? Well, but, but yeah, it does play. Matter of fact, let me show you something. Oh boy! It does play. It does oh. play it in a horizontal uh, format. Right, right now, looking at a uh, Vectrex playing Major Havoc, and the, right there's the Vectrex over here, and that's running my color board. It doesn't. It, it actually looks good stretched out horizontally. It, it's funny as it may sound. It looks. It looks great. It looks as if it was intended to be. So I mean, I know oh. some games we are stretched out, but uh, vector games kind of are pretty forgiving that way. You know, so we need like now we need the freaking three-way switcher because we need the asteroid. I know, I was just gonna say that Vectron, and now we need the damn Vectrex in our asteroid oh, cabinet. Thank you. <laughs> all right, I'm ready to paint an asteroid's cabinet all black, and put this board in it, and uh, and then uh, and then always leave it like that. So, whenever you say, um, I'll design some Vectrex artwork for the side. Thank you. Yeah, I want a big plastic uh, sheet that goes over the monitor that'd be awesome <laughs> <laughs> well uh, tom tom dunk 
I don't know if you're familiar with him. He made a, uh, a Vectrex cabinet. Uh, he actually used my schematic to make the, uh, the monitor display properly and all that. Wow. Fact, actually, this is my early schematic where I hacked the monitor instead of make a circuit in the middle. But he has a really cool Vectrex cabinet. that He has every single Vectrex overlay on a roll. And he has ah. a Raspberry Pi or Arduino, one or the other, that it, once you select the game, the Vect Fever will, will put out in binary which, which overlay you need. So, so you, let's say you want to select uh, uh, Star Castle. It'll roll out until it, until it selects Star Castle on the screen <laughs> overlay. It's pretty cool. So, oh so, he, so like three years ago, he was at the Iowa auction. And we were going around the auction. This is when I this is not early on with me doing games, but like I was back where I was like buying all the crap I could. Now I've gotten a little bit more selective. <laughs> and there was an Omega Race cabinet at the end of the auction. And I'm looking at it like, oh, I've got an Omega Race. I could use the parts from this one. I'm like kind of like eyeing it. And he walks over and he tells me the project he's gonna do. I'm like, I <laughs> I I can't I go. <laughs> yeah. It's just I can't I, even justify getting on that to like shove that in a corner and pull parts off it when you're going to like make some awesome thing and i just walked away from it I'm like all right there we go <laughs> but yeah he that cabinet he had that at mgc two years ago didn't he it was the same year you had the color vectrex wasn't it you know you know there's a there's a, a funny story to that and and before i tell you this story i want to tell you that Tom Dunk is a, is a friend of mine, and I don't mean any ill intentions to him in any way. But um, someone, someone, uh, a couple people on Facebook said, sent me a message that it said, oh, hey, Tom says that he invented the Vectrex mod or whatever. He says, you better look into that. And so I'm like, what? So I said, I don't, I'm not worried about it. And then, and then someone said, uh, later on, he says, hey, Tom said he's unveiling the first Vectrex arcade machine. I'm like, what? So, I, you know, <laughs> I didn't know Tom yet. And I'm like, well, that kind of ticks me off a little bit. And, and so I said, you know what? This is what I'm going to do. I'm going to make the first color Vectrex arcade machine. I'm going to slap it right next to his damn machine when we go to the show. And, and so, uh, believe it or not, uh, this was a day before Midwest Gaming Classic. And so uh, I hurried up and I made a little proto board. It looks like garbage. It's still in my <laughs> game right now. It's a hairy pubic hair wire mess of circuit board and i made the first uh vectrex you know color board and I, I put it next to it but anyways tom ended up being a really cool guy he had no he, he didn't he wasn't trying to steal my thunder or anything like that um but yeah <laughs> so i was like hurried up and i tried to make something trust a little bit better if i could just for the show you know <laughs> thump my chest okay what else do you have in that pile of stuff over there that you haven't shown us yet. Like Any the, aborted projects that you're like, oh, I should have done that. Your wife laughed. I, I made these and they didn't work, uh, oh. but I know what's wrong. I, I need to go back to it. And, and what are those? Correct. This is the Bally Midway uh, YUV to RGB PCB. Oh, you, oh, oh, oh. oh yeah, there we go. <laughs> this replaces this. Now, this has, the, the original board has 270 nanosecond delay coils, and I made the delay digitally on here so you don't have to have so stupid coils. And then I found out you really don't need the, need the delay if you do, if you do something in a different manner. So, anyways, this doesn't work, but I know what to do, and I don't know, maybe I'll finish it, maybe I won't, I don't know. <laughs> so what would you find uh, that in, like a Pac-Man or a... That would be inside... Galaga? Uh, Gorf. 
uh, Wizard of War. Wizard of War. The six board sets, or what are they? Roto has it. Okay. Mm-hmm. What's what's the what's the project that you are most proud of that you stole from Spath? Is it something <laughs> stolen from Spath? Because <laughs> 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 Spath, Mark Spath has it. Anyways, I made a. I made a Valley Midway. Oh, this this pissed him off because apparently he did it like back in 2012 or something. I didn't know. Whatever. I just wanted to make something I no, wanted. He wanted. did that in like the 90s and, or the 80s. I mean, <laughs> and by the way, like I, I I will say little disclaimer quickly. Space really is a brilliant guy. And yes, that's one thing. Number two is I don't think I could piss him off anymore. So I'm really not having a problem. <laughs> <laughs> Faith, Faith uh, he takes on some very large projects that yeah. I don't have the, uh, the attention span to take on. I mean, he's he's reproducing uh, entire boards, and, and, and he's even taking the time to uh, re-engineer them and, like, lower the chip count and so on. And I, I have a lot of respect for Spaith, but Spaith yeah. hates my fucking guts. <laughs> get in line. Just get what in I line. Do, I don't know. Whatever it did to the guy, but, yeah. You know what? I, I want to say something about this right now because um, I, I love the fact that everybody in the community, not everybody, but let's just say that a number of us in the community try to respect each other's projects. So let's say, for example, Dave Okert, Dokert's making Defender harnesses. Uh, there's not like 10 other guys trying to make Defender harnesses. Uh, you know, that same, same thing goes for certain technologies and boards that are available today. Uh, high score uh, save kits and things like that. Uh, you know, braze kits are fantastic. Uh, there are very few outlets for those now. We have um, we have a plethora of other generic style uh, arcade parts that could be being made by multiple outlets that people try to respect whoever's making them. But like to me, uh, a Williams interface board, for example. I don't give a shit who makes that. I don't care if you are the guy that thinks you are the god who remade that board. I don't care. It's a generic part. If 10 people want to make it, that's called competition. That's uh, that's goddamn America, motherfuckers. So No, it's America. America. I'm just saying. America. Like I want competition in the workplace. And I think I think it's okay for people to stomp on each other's feet once in a while without ill intent right you're not like going after these people to try and put them out of business and for god's sakes you're making a part that you didn't even design so i'm just saying i'm just hear me out brian so jason comes along and reinvents a part that's a whole different story if somebody steals his schematic that's a whole different story so I love the fact that there's competition. I would love to see more people innovating. You are doing something unique, and I love that. So keep it up is what I'm trying to say. So, One of the things, and for those of you in the chat who aren't familiar with Mark, um, Mark has Mark this Spade. tendency. Mark Spade. Not Mark Spade. <laughs> has this tendency to jump into almost every inventive thread. And, and the funny thing is he's not lying that he did it. But he did tons of these projects, invented the stuff, t- may have talked about it a little bit, but like 99% of it's sitting on a shelf and has never gotten out into the world. And so that's why, like, I mean, talking to Jason, Jason is like, 
has his YouTube channel. He talks about stuff. He draws the circuits. He presents the stuff on Facebook. So even though not all of the stuff is getting all the way down the pipeline, one of the things that's happening is these ideas are seeding the community and getting out there and people are excited about it. And that's that's huge. And Gus Scott said, or not making any more. Right. And that, that is something that Spaith does. And that's, um, yeah. And so Jason is creating kind of an environment that is more welcoming and engaging with the community. And I think that that's an amazing thing. He's bringing all of these ideas to people. They're able to see them and understand them, even if they can't do them. And it's exciting. And we want people excited about our stuff because that's how it sticks around. Yeah. And that's the thing. Like, if you look at car manufacturer, or you know, let's just say car collecting again, right? So there's got to be like two or three people that make bumpers, you know, for a variety of different vehicles. It's just, it, it's, a, it's a generic part. It's a part that was already made and designed by somebody else. Somebody's copying it making it great you know and i i have the same problem with like you know people that reproduce manuals for jukeboxes for example when do you fucking need <laughs> oh. you know hey you know it, so let me let me just interject quickly so i have a delorean mm-hmm. and there's about two or three you know groups that make replica parts or replacements mm-hmm. and they all hate each other but that actually sort of creates a very competitive environment. Yeah. And occasionally they may get together and be nice and stuff like that. But because that is sort of, you know, that com- that competitive fierceness is there, I, I end up getting like a lot of cool uh, things that I can use at, at decent prices as well. But, yeah, you know, I mean, perfect. so for every Mark Spath, I mean, maybe we all need a Mark Spath out there for that kind of thing. I think you know? that's right. But. I think, Jason, the message here from all three of us is you need to remain vigilant in your projects because uh, obviously you're rethinking things, you know, and regardless of whether or not somebody made that before, you're you're making it better, hopefully, you know, or making an alternative. And that's well, and, completely and different. The better could just be that you're getting it out to people and showing it to them. Sure. Right. Like, you know, so, I mean, Mark will say over and over, and there are other people who do this too, so I shouldn't just pick on Mark. Um, you know, well, I did this or I did that. And it's, and yeah, okay, you did, but where is it? And you're getting people talking. I mean, look at any one of your posts on Facebook. Holy shit. I mean, people are just flocking. When you post something you've done, people are energized. And that's, that is something that very few people in this hobby can say that when they put a post up, other people are energized at what they're doing. So, you know, hats off to you, man. You, yes. You, Hats, well, I'm taking my making arcades fun again hat off. <laughs> there are much more complicated things. I, I, everything that I've done so far is just taking the easy route, doing something simple. There are projects that take people several years that, you know, I, I don't have an attention span to do something big. But uh, there, there are, you know, what I do is actually nothing impressive. You know what I mean? There are people that can do... For example, Mark Spath, he knows more than I'll. He probably forgot more than I'll ever know. And uh, I, you know, <laughs> I, I don't. I don't want to. Even though he hates me, I don't want to cut him down too much. No. Uh, no we should. We should control. never do that. You should good. never do that. I mean, yeah, but, Mark Spath. Good. Good job, John, Mark Spath. So John. Yeah. <laughs> so, but I mean, you got to remember, like these little ideas. I mean, simple things we take for granted now, like st- stupid thing. And I said this to you the other day. You know, the guy that invented the paperclip. Right, changed how we do things with putting stacks of paper together. It's a simple, obvious idea after you do it, but nobody did it before. 
Mm-hmm. And so you are like, you should not discount what you're doing and how you're contributing because you are seeing things that are not obvious to <laughs> 99% of the 99.9% of the people in this community, mm-hmm. Mark, Clay, maybe Dave Okert, um, you know, some of these guys that are really, and there's a few guys in the background, there's a guy, Steve Applegarth, who's done some amazing vector stuff. There are people in the background who could do what you're doing, but they're not doing it. Yeah. And that's the key, right? You're out here sharing this knowledge and this understanding with us. And that's, I mean, that in and of itself is a gift. So I, I think, you know, you significantly underestimate your effect and what you bring to the community. So, well, you know, and so that's enough ego stroking for the last five yeah. minutes. <laughs> so, uh, you can stay modest you know, as long as you want. By the way, I want to just thank a, a few people in the chat for joining us tonight. Daniel Watkins, Richard Ford. Um, um, I see Robert McCraft. Um, and did I say Daniel Watkins? There's a bunch of new guys. I just wanted to say their names. Uh, Mean Streak, thanks for joining us uh, tonight. Yes, so, Jason, Call I like it. Mean Streak, that is Jason Wheeler. What's going on, Jason Wheeler? Sweet, awesome. It's good to have these guys in the chat. Um, we're gonna and Austin in Austin St. Paul. I love it. So, hey, Jason, stick around after the show because we'd love to wind up with you a bit. But do you have? Do you, I I love to ask this of people that invent. And the people that are trying to make projects. And you have your struggles. You have your wins. But what advice would you have for any of the chatters before we sign off tonight? I don't know. (laughs) That's a good answer. That's a great answer. Keep your head down. (laughs) What would you 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 want? You know what? And and not to sound like a smart ass or nothing, but I always tell myself and try to try to tell other people that don't believe what is common knowledge and test it for yourself even though everyone told you that this can't this can only be done a certain way try a different method and see if uh see if everyone else is wrong you know what i mean that is that's a bad way to word it but no that's a perfect way to word it yeah stick your finger into that anode what the hell (laughs) exactly (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> I got zapped by one the other day. Holy shit! Oh my god, they're painful. You should, you know, uh, what you need is a high voltage probe about this long, and you just go like this with the glove on. Wait, no, it's the John Jacobson one with like the broom handle across the room. Where you're like, <laughs> I was trying to, I was trying to be more subtle, but yeah, the big, it was the big screwdriver. <laughs> <laughs> it's All like, right. So the screwdriver that you know you got for free, but you're like, I'm never using this. <laughs> <laughs> All right, well, I'm gonna just say thanks, chatters, for listening in tonight. This has been the Double R's. That's Arcade Radio. Like us at Facebook at Arcade Radio, or check us out on the semi-regularly updated blog at arcaderadio.com. That's R-C-A-D-E-R-A-D-I-O.com. And wait for me to bring up. It wasn't me this week. <laughs> it, oh, wait, wait, it's coming up. <laughs> why, why, why? I, I did this. Call and leave comments and questions on the game line. 612-548-GAME-4263. We know you really won't ever do it, but, you know, what the hell? <laughs> Subscribe to our YouTube channel and click the notification bell so you'll know when we're streaming live because it's important to know this. Yes. You can also subscribe to our podcast on Anchor FM. 
to iTunes, Google Play, Music, Apple Music, and wherever podcasts are streamed. I suppose yeah. since I have all this extra time, I should probably put a few up. There were only like 20 episodes behind. So that's going to be it for the show from the Arcade Radio team. We hope you had a great time, and we will see you on the next episode, which is next week, by the way. And we're just oh going to keep gosh. cranking them. We're going to keep cranking them. We're going to keep cranking them. We're going to hit 50 episodes. Well, this will be crazy. I mean... Oh. <laughs> <laughs> All right, well, here we go. Let's, let's take our pants off. <laughs> <laughs>